this man woke up from the dream and he looked outside and saw this little child lying there and he took this picture that he's had of the goddess and gave it to this child and said this is your mother now that child was my grandmother welcome to heal story Heal Story is a global community of storytellers remembering the profound and healing connection to their own lineage. My name is Suvarchala Narayanan. It was given to me by the grandmother that I'm actually talking about today. She was a music teacher, she was a singer, and she was also an ascetic. So halfway through as my mom was growing up, she took her vows ascetic vows, even as she had a family. So she was very spiritually connected. And then when I was born, she gave me a name. The Suvarchala means wife of the sun god. And you had two wives, Chaya and Suvarchala. Chaya means shadow. Suvarchala means beautiful maiden. That's really what the name came from. She gave me that name. I was born in Chennai. We knew it as Madras at the time, and now on 26th of April, 1981. I was born into privilege, for sure. I was born into family, at least my dad's side, that was wealthy. And so it was an interesting time because there was a lot of turmoil in the family when I was being born. There was a lot of grief and there were fights and actually that also formed a part of my story growing up without me ever being conscious of it and realizing that my mother had been going through a lot of very strong emotions as I was being born, partly due to the fact that my mom and dad married against the wishes of my dad's family. There was definitely a lot of drama. We grew up in a joint family, which means that my father and his brothers and their wives and their kids and my grandparents and my grandfather's widowed sister, we all lived together and we had meals together. So it was this huge family in this huge old, old hundred-year-old house. It was a Brahmin family, priest class, because they were still very much into their castes and the women had to cook the food. The men would eat first, and then the women, you know, and there was all of that, which changed with my generation. But also, since I was a child, a priest would come in every single morning. They would chant, and they would do the pujas, and the entire family would gather. the holy water and so that was just something that we all grew up with every single day until the time I challenged the priest at one point and I think I told my father or grandfather that he didn't really know what he was talking about because I had gotten really interested in religion and at some point that priest got you know phased out <laughs> till then that was the ritual and then my grandfather continued it, and now my mother does it.
I've always had this incredibly cold relationship with my grandmother, my mother's mother, since the time I was born. Like, I just did not like her. I did not know how to relate to her. And I shut myself off from her. What I did have was this very beautifully crazy relationship with my mother where I loved her deeply. I knew she loved me. But there was a sense of us missing each other sometimes where I needed something from her growing up that I never felt like I got. And I would keep looking for it and I would keep grasping for it. And she had this way of loving me so much, but she kind of missed what I needed. That would hurt very, very deeply. In a way, she's a server. She serves the world and her mother served the world. And I always felt like, oh my God, does the world come before me? There was always that void that I was trying to fill. And there was this one time I remember my husband was home with me and she was serving doses. She did this thing where she kept on serving him and serving him and serving him. And by this time, I'd done a lot of work. I'd done inner child work. I had worked with different healers. I had worked with myself. And so I should have been far along my journey as far as my mother was concerned. But I was watching her that day and she kept serving him. Not once did she ask me if I was hungry or if I wanted anything. And I felt this pain and this rage bubble up within me. I just went straight to the kitchen and I made this show of starting to make it myself. This really hurt body of mine. And suddenly she was like, oh, wait, 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 of course, I'll make it for you. And I just exploded. And I was just screaming, no, no. Eric, my husband, who's very familiar with this situation and knows where all of this is coming from, came in and looked at me and just said, this is your five-year-old. This is her wound. And immediately I calmed down and I just went, yeah. Oh my God, this is my five-year-old. That moment, I remember going, I can't be this person. I cannot keep doing this. You know, it's tiring. I've been doing this for so long with her. We'd have these moments where I'll erupt and she will be in pain and she will be hurtest because she wouldn't understand what she was doing. I couldn't quite explain to her. This actually made me go and search for the nub of everything. Where is this coming from? What is this? Why am I in so much pain? What is this story between us? There's an incredible story of my grandmother. When she went to get initiated in one of the temples, she took my mother and her brother to the temple. And they were playing by the river. And the river is supposed to be very capricious and very dangerous. It's a Kaveri. And she just said, stay on the shore. I'm going to go and do these rituals. And the priest had given her this jar of water, this copper kind of jug of water, and said, until you finish your rounds, do not put this down. And so she starts on her rounds. On one of her rounds, she was coming back through the beach. She saw her son running into the water. So the quicksand pulled him in and saw him drowning. 
and she saw my mother, her daughter, running in to try and save him, and she saw her drown in the quicksand and them drowning. And she's seeing both her children drowning, but she will not put this jug of water down. She's just holding and chanting, and chanting, and chanting, because she believes it's a test, right? Suddenly from somewhere, this boy comes in and saves them. He goes, I live there in that house. In the evening, they take him clothes to go and say thank you. And, you know, the owner of the house says, there's no such person here. And they realize it was some kind of miracle. This story for me illustrates both the incredible faith that, you know, my grandmother had in all of this, this higher power but it also told me something else, like on a very practical earth level, a mother did not go in to save her children. They were saved and it was a test and she passed the test. It was an incredible validation of her spirituality and her faith. And I have some of that, so I'm very grateful for that and I can see it today and appreciate it. My mother appreciates it so much. But there's this other part of me, the child part of me that goes, but... I'm not sure whether it was my mother or my aunt who told me the story, so my mother's brother's wife, who'd actually lived with my grandmother. This story then really brought it home for me. The story was of a little girl who had lost her mother and had a stepmother, and the stepmother really abused her. One day this little child was crying because the stepmother was abusing her and would go to the neighbor's house. And she was crying and fell asleep there. The neighbor had a dream. In the dream, the goddess appeared to him. She's called Devi, or in the south, she's called Ambal. And the goddess appeared to him in the dream and said, when you wake up, there is someone outside your door. The picture you have of me, give that to them and tell them that I'm their mother now. This man woke up from the dream and he looked outside and saw this little child lying there and he took this picture that he's had of the goddess and gave it to this child and said, this is your mother now. That child was my grandmother, my mother's mother. And my grandmother has been holding on or had been holding on to that picture for the rest of her life, treating her like her mother. She would tell my mother that when she took her aesthetic vows, she took them to a temple and she showed them the god and the goddess and said, these are your parents. Those two stories are one of a child who was not mothered, where the goddess comes in and says, you know, I'm your mother. She was an incredible spiritualist. She was an incredible healer. But I felt like she didn't really know something or she didn't get something and I think that got passed on and that wound was passed on to me my mother's never talked about it in fact she doesn't really believe that there's anything that she was missing but for me I know that when I've actually dealt with this I felt that pain and so all these stories and the instances that have happened with me has been extremely influential Hello, I'm Daniel Roth, co-founder of Heal Story.
Welcome to the pilot season of the Heal Story Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken some of these precious minutes of your day to join us and begin this journey into ancestral healing. After you enjoy the episode, we invite you to become an official part of this new Heal Story community. Find us on patreon.com backslash heal story. Help us build a storytelling platform that honors all of our ancestors. Thanks so much again, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. I see a lot of people struggling with their parents. It affects everything. It affects their relationships today. It affects their relationships with their children, with their partners, with themselves. And I kind of think, if only we can see that the wounds that people have suffered before us are the wounds that live in us right now, and that we can change who we are, and we can change our relationships by actually addressing those wounds, that is a very, very big idea that has still not, in a way, found its ground here. And I see people sitting in therapy for years, or I see people feeling lost because they've had very abusive relationships and what they don't see is the pain that their parents have been in because those parents have had pain inflicted on them and so that pain just continues generation after generation and we are this generation with so many tools that can say it stops now we're not going to let the story continue we're going to change the story and give the next generation a completely new slate I actually went and worked with a healer. I'd worked with many of them. I'd done passive regression. I did subliminal healing for myself. I used different modalities and they'd all helped to a large extent. I used to be really upset and angry. I would really go to very, very kind of strong emotional lens. So I'd come a long way, but with this reaction, I thought, okay, it's not gone. It's there. So I went to work with a healer who did a process with me called Systemic Constellation. Usually Systemic Constellation happens with a whole bunch of people, but here she did it alone just with me. And she put me in a spot and then in front of me she had a little square that represented my mother and then behind that the square that represented my grandmother and then another one that represented my grandmother's mother, who she'd never met. What she made me do was to step into each one's shoes and to reclaim the energy from each one. And as I stepped into each one's shoes, I actually felt different emotions. When I got to my grandmother, who I had never liked, who I'd never been able to identify with, when I stepped into my grandmother's spot, my knees buckled, I fell to the floor, and I wept. I was filled with such pain. I was filled with such intensity, with such loneliness and abandonment, and none of that was mine. 
And I realized that I was really feeling what she had been feeling. You realize all of these energies still exist. They're not in the past, they're not in the future, they're here right now. Healing can happen anytime. And so she made me stand there as this child that my grandmother had been and look up at the mother she had never known and ask for support and ask for her love. And then I played her mother, so I stepped into her mother's role and gave that to her. Then I came in as my grandmother and I turned to my mother and gave her that love and gave her that presence and gave her that attention. And then I stepped in as my mother turning to me and gave that to me. And then I came back as me and reclaimed all that energy that was mine, took all their blessings that came down that lineage, but also left with them all that was only theirs, their fears, their beliefs, anything that wasn't serving me anymore, and took only their blessings. And that was incredibly healing. It's actually quite incredible because I remember that my mom and I got into another situation. Usually our situations escalate in the sense that I will say something and then she will say something and we will always miss each other and then I will cry and she will cry and we will just make each other miserable. It would always take so much out of us. But I remember after that session, and this happened maybe a few months down the line, and considering that we would have these blowouts ever so often, for this to happen once in a few months was amazing. But this was intense. And I remember having this and running away like a child. And I was running away. And usually she would come after me and she would try to stop me. And then that would escalate even more. But this time, she didn't do that. She changed the pattern and she stayed in her room and tried to just stay with her emotions. And I sat in the car, not running away. And I sat with my emotions. And I just had a moment where I went, enough, you're the only one who can end this pattern. It's not her. It's just a configuration. And I talked to the child in me, and I talked to my mother's child in me, and I talked to my grandmother's child in me, and I went, it's time to let it go now. It's different, and you're healed. And we're safe, and we're loved. And then I came out of the car, I went back to my room, I hugged my mother, and I just went, I'm sorry. And I just feel all of these things. And and she said, I don't know what it is that you want. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, I know. And it's not yours to give. And it would still take me a little bit of time after that to adjust that within myself and to realize that I had to give that to myself and that my mother was one of my biggest gifts and 
she loved me intensely and so much but my incapacity to receive it was because of the wounding until i had been able to fill that wound by myself i would never see it it took me a few more months to completely heal that but i feel like without that healing session that happened with the constellation our reactions would never have changed we broke the pattern that night it was powerful so my relationship to my grandmother has also undergone a huge change because i felt this distance i felt this dislike ever since i was young and later i realized i felt fear as well so my grandmother was a very powerful healer but what i remember of her was also her rage that rage passed on to my mother and then it passed on to me and i just remember having this uncontrollable rage i remember at one point telling myself i will not pass this on to the next generation i will transform this and that's what i said about doing over the years and understanding it understanding how it's come through my mother's line and realizing that not only did the rage come through that i think i've managed to transform to a large extent but the healing came through as well she was very spiritual my grandmother she was very connected to her intuition and a lot of higher powers and that same spirituality is now in me and i think that i feared that i was too much like her that i would also be what i saw in her and i think what i saw or intuited as a child was her pain she was very powerful and i saw the power and the pain together the power and the isolation together because as a female ascetic monk she was rejected by a lot of the institutions of her time she really didn't find a place for herself and i think i equated power with being lonely being rejected i shied away from my own power for a really long time and it was only through this healing and through recognizing my rejection of my grandmother that i have actually been able to own my own power and this has been very recent and step into it and kind of say her story is not my story to have compassion for her story but to also say i get to change the story now yeah so i feel a lot of incredible work towards my grandmother i feel gratitude rashly calling on her for help for guidance i can feel her presence it's been a long journey for all of us but i'm now at a real place of peace with her the biggest thing that i would want to say is that there has been such courage in all of them i'm just really proud of how they show such incredible grace in the face of adversity in the face of extreme cruelty 
and really, really massive misfortunes. And I am in awe of these women. That's the biggest thing that I've taken away from this. And my mother is a living example, which is no matter what happens, no matter what people do, there's always goodness and you keep your heart open and soft. I have nothing more to tell them than to say thank you for such incredible traits and to hope that when they look down and see the road they've tread that they can see that it's all been worth it and their stories mean something because their stories are living in me now today. I hopefully transformed the negative part of their more painful parts of their experience into energy to, you know, keep transforming other people now. That's what I've been really praying for. I now do workshops on relationships, um, sexuality, and also self-transformation. One of the things I'm most excited about is actually workshops on healing the ancestral lines. I think it's so crucial when you talk about relationships, you're not just coming in as two people, you're coming in with all of your families. You bring in your relationships and he brings in his relationships or she, whatever it is. And there you are with all of this. Until people have healed their entire family lines, their ancestral lineage, there's shadow work there, you know, and there's some incompletion there. And I'm not saying that it's right for everyone, but I found that this work is highly transformational. Just my aunt or my mother telling me the story of my grandmother sitting on the stairs brought everything together for me. Suddenly I had this moment where I went, oh my God, I see it. I understand now why what is happening is happening. It was transformational for me. And so we need to keep telling these stories. Go and keep digging for stories, understand your families, understand your parents beyond their roles. To see my mother beyond her role as a mother, like, ah, my mother is doing this, my mother's doing that, but actually, she's more than just a mother. She's a daughter. She is a woman. She's a woman of her time. Now seeing her in all those aspects has really made me appreciate her a lot more. Time itself is so misunderstood. What we see as the experiences of our ancestors is not so much in the past as it is merely a continuum of experience that continues to affect people unless they've resolved it. Don't underestimate the importance of your ancestors. We treat them as if they're gone, but I've learned through my experiences that that is so far from the truth. They're merely invisible. They're right here.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope this story has helped you reflect on the potential for healing within your own lineage. If you have a story you would like to share on the Heal Story podcast, visit us at www.healstory.com. This is our pilot season of Heal Story, and we need your support to keep growing this storytelling platform. At patreon.com backslash heal story, you can learn about all the special perks of becoming a subscriber. From the private discussion groups to early access to new episodes, powerful interviews with thought leaders in the ancestral healing world, and much more. Join this movement and let's make all of our ancestors proud. Thank you and take care.